summoners, and welcome to another episode of Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Joel, and I'll be your Phaeologist today. I wanted to talk about player phase refines. It's been about two weeks, and we needed another refines episode. And these guys are the flashy units. These are the ones that get all the headlines, the units that you brag about, the units that you make a YouTube video and display how much damage these suckers are cranking out. These are the guys. Their biggest use today is probably in air defense, but you're also going to see them all over the place in PvE because they're a lot of fun to use there. The thing I want to caution before we start is there's generally less return on investment for these types of units, as opposed to your supports that are always going to be good. These are very meta-dependent, depends on who you're going to be up against. But I think what you'll find is there are a lot of Gen 1 units that, with their refines, stack up fairly well versus brand new units. So let's talk about what makes a good player phase unit. And for that, we've done our handy dandy rubric. First and foremost is damage capacity. How much damage can this sucker dish out onto another unit? So for our purposes here, we're gonna call anything above 90 high. And if they can dish out between 90 and 60, that's moderate, and if it's below 60, we're going to call that low. But I, I want to remind you, that is the full kit. We're not talking about their attack stat. We're talking about how much damage they're putting out. So the next thing up here is survivability. I, so being that many of these units were trying to use them in AR um, on defense, this is all about a battle of attrition, right? The longer your unit can stay alive, the more time that the opponent has to spend trying to kill them. There's more time and more resources. So the longer you can stay alive, the more valuable the unit. On offense, surviving means higher score. That's pretty self-explanatory. The next thing up, and, and definitely less important than these other two, is gadgets. These are any additional effects that make the unit more viable. Now this is where your newer units are definitely going to shine more. You get three or four different effects in their weapon alone. And that, that can be incredible. The last piece here though is cost. And this is harder to put values on. I, what, I've, what I've kind of rigged up here is a system. And, and keep in mind, in general, just the less you can spend the better, right? But the most important thing not to spend is orbs. I mean, that is the most valuable currency in the game. That is how you get more units, how you get more skills to update things. So if you can run a unit with only one skill, then I'm going to call that good. That, that's your bargain. If you can run a unit with two skills, I'm going to call that moderate. So that's, we're going to call that 400 orbs. And if it's expensive, that's three different skills you need, and that's 600 orbs. If you're wondering where I got that number, essentially I'm kind of taking a weird conglomerate average and going after the 70th percentile in a four-person banner. And this is not uncommon to go into a four-person banner and to have to spend 200 orbs off of a skill. So I figured that was a good starting place. As far as feathers go, we're talking about plus 10ing these Gen 1 units in a lot of cases. That's 220,000 feathers. That's a lot. Now, we'll discuss which units can have lower feather count and which need all the feathers they can get. But yeah, the other thing is dew, which it costs 200. 
I, most folks, if you've played for amount of time, that isn't a big deal. I, I mean, this is still limited resource though. The last thing is flowers. Just as a baseline, I've given everyone five flowers. Obviously you get more out of these units if you spend more flowers, but those are premium right now. So I, I, I kind of wanted to be conservative with those. But let's get into this. And I mean, in order to do this, so we've set our rubric up, now we need a baseline. And I just looking at the premium player phase units, I decided to go back to our theme of picking brave units. And in this case, this is brave Lysithia. Now you can, you can probably argue whether this is the best player phase unit in the game, but I don't think anyone would argue that this is top tier. Brave Lysithia is an excellent player phase unit. Just the amount of damage, her special skills, I, she is excellent. Just her weapon alone, you get cavalry effective, uh, you know, if you want to kill the Death Knight, just like in Three Houses. Uh, if you're, if the foe's HP is above 75%, you get attack speed plus six, which is nice. If the unit's HP is under 100%, then you get a guaranteed follow-up before the foe attacks. That's nuts. I, that, is, that is really, really good. So you're thinking about use cases. This is basically a backliner on your AR defense. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the case that I'm using for the AR defense, but yeah, in a little bit. And I mean, the main thing you want this unit to do is to take out the most valuable unit that the, that the player is using. So that's their carry, their tank or their vantage unit. You want this unit to take them down. So let's talk a little bit about the build. Not too much, because you guys know this build. This is just out of the box. Blazing Wind, actually I gave her Blazing Wind, so it's not completely out of the box, but we'll, we'll talk about her with an IP team. Uh, then Attack Speed, Push 4, Lull Speed, Res 3, Hone Speed 4, and Death Blow 3. So some IP team is charging up that Blazing Wind, and so as soon as she's initiating, that's popping off, and you're dealing out 106 damage. That's a lot. I, that, that, that does a pretty good dent in most tanks that are out there today. The other thing is because most players wait until the bolt tr tower triggers, there's a very high likelihood that this unit is going to have some sort of damage done. And so in that case, you're doubling and you're getting 186 damage, which is nuts. Now, for just for our purposes here, I've considered the 106. The 186 is situational. So, oh, oh, very important. Uh, for all these units, I'm talking about them in dark because dark is honestly the harder of the two defenses to build. And I'm supporting them with Bram and Sothis. So... Keep that in mind. Two mythics are supporting these units. I that's more to kind of normalize the playing field. Field. We'll get to that. That's not necessary, but understand that that's what I'm doing when I'm calling out these numbers. So if we're talking about survivability, she has moderate survivability. It's it's not huge, but the fact that she has so much speed and this plus ten Lysithia is running about forty eight speed. I picked the plus attack version because I wanted again damage capacity, most important thing. So that means she's initiating with 73 physical bulk and 77 magical bulk. That's, that's pretty dang good. I mean, this is, 
this unit is, is dishing out the damage. Also keep in mind, anytime I'm calculating the area of effect weapons, I'm calculating them versus Brave Edelgard, which is the premier tank right now. So I, just so you know, I have not factored into that damage triangle advantage just to normalize things again. I will talk about how each of these units does going up against Brave Edelgard. But to finish up with this, gadgets, built-in desperation, cavalry effectiveness, the cost. All right, this unit probably would have run you 1,500 orbs if you're at the 50th percentile. Keep in mind, 50th percentile is a coin flip. I So you, I, yeah. I usually look at about 70th percentile when I am budgeting. So we're talking at 70th percentile, we're talking about like 1750 orbs. That's a lot. That, that is a huge portion of your income as a free-to-play player. You're talking about probably six months there. And that includes your free summon and your spark. So keep in mind, this is, this is actually a bargain compared to most four-person banners. That's... Yeah, so a lot of resources goes into these types of units. When we're talking about the setup that we're kind of weighing each of these units in, I've looked mainly at IP teams because that's when that's when these big damaging units, these big player phase units really shine, right? And it I, I most of you are probably familiar with this setup. But in general, what's going on is you've got a clump of units. And, well, I'll, I'll go over the one I see most. Because there are there is a big fad now to do a line of units, which is kind of neat. Uh, I've, I've gone up against one some of those, and they're, they're pretty hefty. But most of the time right now, I see, like, Lost Castle. I see the clump of six units up in the top right corner. And the reason Lost Castle is because you can stash a a healing tower in there and it makes it very, very difficult to snipe. You have one or two dancers. That depends a lot on if you can dodge Milla. If you can't dodge Milla, then you're doing two dancers. If you can, you're doing one. And then you've got the tip of the spear. This unit has to be able to take some serious punishment. If you if you really want to think about resplendent Ellawood can just take so much punishment it's yeah and he has great range so that's that's like the premier tip of the spear but i've also seen bike used to great success just because of that damage reduction makes him so much more potent so past that again i've got my two mythics bramamon sothis and then i've got one or two nukes i've got one nuke if i had two dancers two nukes if i had one dancer one of those has to have hardy bearing just to make sure that Vantage teams don't just destroy you. All right, so you guys have got an idea of approximately the setup. Um, if you understand how these work, uh, essentially you are sending that tip of the spear in. That tip of the spear is attacking whoever is tanking the, uh, the setup. They have to either survive and lunge or kill off that unit. Uh, if they kill off that unit, fantastic. If they don't, generally you want them to have enough health that Wings of Mercy shenanigans can happen from all sides, and yeah, everything goes crazy. So, let's back up. Brave Edelgard. That is the tank that I'm stacking up against these folks. 
I'm taking a plus 10 Brave Edelgard. I'm supporting her with Aaron Peony. Keep in mind, most folks aren't going to have a plus 10 Edelgard. So I'm just, I'm going to throw that out there. But I'm then taking that unit and I actually, she's running her base kit here. I, well, I, I've done regular distant counter because honestly, distant foil for a main tank is tough. You can do it, but it's going to make her much more situational. And uh, Black Eagle Rule, Joint Drive Res, Quick Repose 3. I know what you're thinking. Quick Repose 3 is to combat all of the impact units because you have so many these days. We'll, we'll go into that. I'm using that on a lot of these, a lot of the builds that we'll go into here. But it's very, very good. And that, that makes sure that that's, that sturdy impact doesn't keep her to just one hit. So we've got our crucible that we're sending all of our units through. Let's talk about our first one. Lelina. Guys, Lelina is like the min-max queen. Think about her being a gen one unit and how much damage she cranks out. Her, her refine is pretty fantastic. You get chill res in her weapon and then her refine is death blow. So you're getting attack plus six. And she already has a screaming high attack stat. So mainly, again, you're going to use her in these AR defenses, IP teams, charge up her special, then she goes into battle. For this one, I have done Deathblow 3. Keep in mind, Sturdy Impact or Deathblow 4 would be better. But the reason I am keeping the Deathblow 3 is because I wanted Times Pulse as a C skill. Because, unlike some of these other units, she doesn't have cooldown reduction in any way. Or acceleration. So she really needs some help. So that you don't have to have that many units with infantry pulse in order for her to work. So that's her one premium skill, is that times pulse. And then I've set her up with hardy bearing. Because generally, if you have Lolina, it's your only nuke. Just because of the nature of how her teams have to be set up. So with that setup, she is cranking out... 97 attack with this whole kit here. That's that's a lot. Her survivability is is it's not great, guys. I it, when when she initiates, she's got 74 physical bulk, 103 magical bulk. That sounds like a lot until you look at this one that I've got here. Again, this is plus 10, plus five flowers, 30 speed. There aren't a whole lot of units that aren't gonna double her. So yeah, she really needs to kill in that first interaction. Uh, as far as gadgets go, chill res is really nice. I, I mean, effectively, you're adding seven to attack if that hits the right person, which is possible unless, you know, the person has done proper chill soaking. But anyway, cost, again, we talked about that, 200 orbs. And this unit actually works well at low merges. I, obviously, you're going to lose some bulk, and bulk is important, but you're still going to crank out so much damage. And by so much damage, I mean she's going to one-shot Brave Edelgard, who is at plus 10. And she's going to have over 20 overkill. That Guys, that is a ridiculous amount of damage this unit is crank cranking out. So, Lena. Lena's good. She's cranking out almost as much damage as Lysithia. Let's talk about another unit in that same vein, and that's Sonya. 
Sonya doesn't have the same uh, the, the same damage within her special, but what she does is when she procs specials, she procs them faster and then gets plus damage on top plus 10 damage on top of that. So that's that's pretty spectacular and I I have been caught off guard by more than my share of Sonya's. So always watch for her. She's very tricky. Um, the special cooldown really makes that IP team synergy pop because she is going to proc that Blazing Wind so much easier than a lot of these other units. So again, air defense, backline, nuke. As far as her build here, the only premium skill I have on here is Sturdy Impact. And it's really, really good on her. At 36 speed, she is... Most units are going to probably double her. Most of your tanks with speed stacking do reach past that. So that's an issue that Sturdy Impact just erases. Survivability is not great. Again, it's the same thing as Lolina. Sturdy Impact helps patch that up. And she's going to avoid some doubles, but not most. She's initiating with 71 physical bulk, 93 magical bulk. That's still pretty good, but it's, it's something you're going to worry about. As far as gadgets go, the plus 10 damage when special triggers is really nice, especially in IP teams. This, this unit is clearly made for that purpose. As far as cost goes, you've got 200 orbs for that one premium skill. This unit does work well at low merges just because that refine is so good. When going up against Brave Edelgard, she does not beat her. <laughs> uh, Lelina, in this case, really takes advantage of the color triangle. Uh, yeah. What she does do, though, is she survives, which is a big, big deal. Uh, and in this case, like this particular matchup, she's knocking Brave Edelgard down to 10 health. Or sorry, 20 health. So that is enough for another unit to swoop in and do damage. This is the unit that you have with Wings of Mercy on. She's going to initiate on Brave Edelgard. Other units are going to sweep in from the sides and finish the job. Generally, once that, once that main tank is taken out, your job is done and the rest of the, get, rest of the match is cake. So yeah, Sonya. Tons of damage. Also great at accelerating specials. I want to get into some more interesting stuff now. Now these, these nukes are great, and both Sonya and Lelina are fantastic. I did not mention one of the downsides to Sonya. Obviously, five-star exclusive, whereas Lelina is probably in your barracks right now, and you've probably got merges for her. The next one, though, is Kagero. And this is a unit that's really underutilized, and every time I see her in AR, I worry about how I'm going to deal with this unit. So, the refine is very unique. It's, if attack is greater than foe's attack, attack speed plus four. That's nice, but if unit initiates combat, reduces damage of foe's first attack by 50%. That just upped her survivability by so much, especially when you add in sturdy impact. So as far as use case, I'm going to put this unit on the front line of my infantry pulse team. 
The great thing about her is she's going to attack in. She has pretty good survivability. She's also going to debuff the enemy quite a bit. So looking at the build that I've got set up here, uh, Sturdy Impact is my premium skill. From there, I'm using Wings of Mercy in case she's in a Wings of Mercy team. Obviously, there's some other fantastic choices you can do for that. If you wanted to get expensive, lull skills are awesome. Attack Smoke is critical here. So when you're, when you're initiating in, you're debuffing attack, defense, and res. Fantastic for other units when they swoop in. And then I've got Sturdy Blow 2 on her just to increase survivability. So, I mean, it's, this is a really solid build, guys. Again, Bram, so this is supported. As far as damage, she's going to deal out about 75 with this build, which is not huge. That's a moderate amount of damage. But the point here is not so much for her to kill someone. The point is to get her down into Wings of Mercy range, remember. Her survivability, we talked about it, it's high. When she initiates in, it's 83 physical bulk. 89 Magical Bulk, uh, Gadgets, that attack speed plus 4 synergizes really well with her with her whole kit. And then Dagger 7 is very nice. Cost, 1 premium skill, 200 orbs. Merges definitely matter with this unit. 100% matter. Because, and, and you'll find this with a lot of these tip of the spear units, have to have bulk. Have to have it. In this particular case, and again, this, this plus 10 Brave Edelgard, this is a corner case. Like this is, this is something really bad happened and someone spent a lot of resources in this game to get Brave Edelgard and yeah. Kagro in this case wins, well it doesn't win, but goes inconclusive and leaves with one HP. <laughs> Uh, she knocks about 25 off of Brave Edelgard, which is nice. But the thing about that is that 1 HP means all of those other units can swoop in, which is the whole purpose. And they swoop in against weakened, debuffed opponents. So that's that's fantastic, guys. This is, this is a very unique unit. I highly encourage you to try Kagero out. Okay, we're getting into more of the tip of the spear. I have saved this unit, Ellawood. Guys, this, this unit is phenomenal. I, I can't say enough about this refine. I, I don't really need to because you guys have seen what this unit does. But this refine has so many effects to it. Special cooldown charge, plus one per attack inflicts cooldown charge minus one per attack speed defense pl or speed plus seven defense plus ten foe cannot make follow-up attack so there's a guard effect special acceleration and an impact effect that's phenomenal just in the refine the the use case for this is definitely going to be air defense i'm going to go out on a limb and say if you want more wins on defense Build an Ellawood. It will probably get you more wins. He's that good. As far as the build that I've got here, I, I think the best build is probably Fury for Gale Force. And the reason being that adds to the bulk, because again, tip of the spear, 
you it's good if you win, but it's better if you survive. <laughs> Ideally, you have both, obviously. Uh, Fury 4 helps knock him down even further to help get into Wings of Mercy range. Lull attack defense is phenomenal on him. And then for the seal, I've got Swift Sprout too. Damage. This unit is dealing out about 69 damage. That's, that's a fair amount. The, the nice thing is, Elwood has the speed to double most of the time. Like the one I've got here, and, and I'll be honest, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second. I'm, I'm actually doing this simulation with a resplendent Elwood. I, I know, I know, it's a free-to-play podcast, but I, I just, I, I wanted to look at Max Elwood. And you don't need resplendent Elwood. Hold that thought. So, 69 damage. Survivability is very high. I Enough speed to avoid doubles. And in fact, it's very important that you outspeed your opponent with Elowood. When Elowood initiates, he's got 109 physical bulk and 111 magical bulk. All right. Just last week, I ran into one of these. I had my... Bonus season, Brave Dimitri, thinking that I had this in the bag. I kid you not. Fully supported Brave Dimitri from all sides. That stupid Elwood survived with one HP. And I guarantee you, you talk to anyone who's played AR for any amount of time, and they have all kinds of stories like this. This unit is crazy. So... Gadgets, built-in impact, amazing. Built-in guard, amazing. Cost, okay, here's where we talk about cost. This unit costs a lot, just hands down. The reason is, as I've talked about, everyone and their dog has gone up against this very unit. There are a lot of players that have specific Ella Wood counters just the teams built around Elowood counters just because they've seen this unit so much. Now, max invested Elowoods will still beat them, but understand that it has to be a max invested Elowood. All right? That means it's very tough to go cheap on this unit. For this one, as far as orbs have gone, I've gone moderate. This is Fury 4. Little attack defense, three. So that's that's your 400 orbs. And then you have to spend the 220,000 feathers. And I'm going to suggest you get 10 flowers on this sucker. Like you, you really need every bit of stats into this unit. And I'm not going to tell you to go get Resplendent Ellie Wood. But if by chance you do ever decide that you want to do maybe one month of Fate Pass, I would highly recommend just also grab Resplendent Elwood. All right, that's all I'll say. Otherwise, Ilya will edit me, and <laughs> I don't know what he'll put in the, the, the background. Maybe just circus music. It'll <laughs> be fantastic, right? Okay, Elwood, really good. 
Resplendent Ellie would be even better. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, speaking of Ilya, I, we had a big discussion and he arm wrestled me into getting this next unit into this, this episode. And I'm really glad he did. This is Raven. And I honestly, I thought Raven was a little bit out of date. I have one built up and I've got the green dual skill on them so that I can use them in arena every now and again. But I, I hadn't really tried to use him for much else. With, with some of the newer skills added to him, he's really a fantastic unit. Just to review, refine, special cooldown minus one, and then attack speed plus five, inflicts defense res minus five. So this is life and death three, and then a slaying weapon. For what he does, that is really good. When you're going to use this unit, AR defense, tip of the spear, he actually performs fairly well. And then AR offense on Gale Force teams. Talk a little more about that later. I'm going to focus more on the AR defense for now. When we're looking at the build, uh, got Gale Force, Sturdy Impact, Spurn 3. <laughs> And then Infantry Pulse and Flashing Blade. This, I know, I know. This is a very high investment on Raven, a Gen 1 unit. But look at the stats. This unit gets 59 HP, 63 attack, 48 speed, 25 defense, 27 res. This is every bit the picture of that min-maxed unit that we're talking about. And again, min-maxed units do not go out of style. They are always usable for one reason or another. All right, this is case in point right here. So when we're talking about damage capacity, he cranks out about 69 damage, which I, which is moderate. It's, it's very nice. I, keep in mind this unit is more than likely going to get a double. Uh, the sturdy impact makes for certain that no no quicker post effects kind of, you know, jinx him in some way. Un unless you're like me and you're mean and you've done <laughs> double quicker post on your brave Edelgard. But anyway, uh, back to the matter at hand. Survivability. It's moderate, but that really works in his favor in this case. He's going to avoid most doubles, and he's initiating with 84 physical bulk, and 86 magical bulk. What really bumps him up, and I probably should have classified him as high, this spurn effect and his ability to use that, even though he's a Gen 1 unit, is fantastic. It absolutely changes his build. And if if you were to pick one skill, you could probably ditch sturdy impact and keep spurn, and this would still be an incredible unit, even though spurn is so hard to get. It's on two units that were on a, you know, the two Chris's. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, gadgets. And I didn't mention this in his weapon, but he does get plus 10 damage when it's special triggers. That's that's pretty great. Cost, I, these are two skills. They're 400 orbs. I'm marking this as high because Spurn is so hard to get. The other reason I'm marking this high is just like Elwood, you have to really invest in this unit you need the 220,000 feathers. You need as many flowers as you can get this unit. Tip of the spear always requires a lot of resources. Any unit that has to tank other units, it 
it just it's a resource suck. I again I've I've marked this high. I want to go over two different builds and so this Gale Force build is probably my preference for a team standpoint. And and that's going to I mean it's actually not going to do that well against Brave Edelgard, but what it's going to do is it's going to allow all these other units to zoom in with their Wings of Mercy. Uh, it leaves him with HP of 11, and it leaves it leaves Edelgard with an HP of 57, just because noontime procced, and yeah, bad things happened. <laughs> what do I want to go over? And this this was really, really interesting. If I went the other way and didn't go Gale Force and just went pure damage dealer which is essentially all i did was throw a special on there i actually was able to take out brave edelgard with raven that's beyond my expectations of what raven could do uh yeah so keep that in mind this is this is a unit that you can get a lot out of again i i would i'd probably do the gale force it, it's it's still this unit is overperforming its Gen 1 status. We're nearing the end here, and I wanted to talk about one other unit, and that's Navar. I'm going to go over this unit quickly. I I did want to weigh him against the other units in this in this same little crucible that we've got set up. I and the reason is his special, and I you know what I'll skip reading it altogether. Essentially it's on turn one cooldown minus three. That is crazy. And I've, I've seen this unit used a couple different ways. I've actually seen the area of effect specials on him, and he uses them very well. In this one, I've done Gale Force Lunge, which is, just for your information, that's another build you can run on Ellawood that's also very, very annoying. But essentially what you're trying to do is you're trying to blow through the main tank and then once gale force procs you're trying to take out as many support units as possible i for those of you who have had this done to you it is just wildly frustrating <laughs> uh, but he actually does a pretty decent job at it um so yeah this is sturdy impact lunge infantry pulse uh and then i've thrown death blow three on here but honestly with his speed in this build it comes out at 42 you probably need a darting blow and yeah, so I, I, I tell you what, I'll do the calculations with the darting blow and not the death blow. Uh, and I, I, what that does is the damage capacity, it's low. We're talking 58. It's, it's not great. But the goal is not to kill Brave Edelgard. Again, it's to get at the support units. Survivability is moderate. I, we talked about the speed. He has enough to deny doubles. Um, he's initiating with 87 physical bulk, 78 magical bulk. That is, that is that sweet spot that lets him get knocked down far enough to get into that wings of mercy range. So cost 200 orbs for that sturdy impact. This unit actually works pretty well at low merges up against brave Edelgard. Brave Edelgard is left with about 43, uh, 43 health. So, I mean, really, he only knocked off about high 25 HP. He's left with 13. But again, we're looking for that mechanic. So that's that's nice. But your your question is probably, well, why am I using this unit? Um, 
really where this unit shines. And we talked about this a little bit with Raven, but I didn't go into detail. This unit is fantastic on gale force teams in air offense, and in particular on air force teams, which if you're not familiar with these, this is air with like, this is your out of the box, free to play air with fury. And you attack a unit, and of course she gets the, the damage in. You take off Mystic Boost to make sure that she keeps the damage. And then dance, attack another unit, and at that moment, she has lost enough HP that she's in Wings of Mercy range. Navarre sweeps in and can Gale Force two units. Because, again, it only takes one hit, or one interaction, for Navarre to activate Gale Force even if that unit is a mage. Most of the time, Navarre is still going to activate Gale Force. I, Gale Force, to me, is the most satisfying strategy you can possibly use in AR. Because when it works, it is so amazingly elegant. What I will warn, if you haven't used these before, is it takes so much math, and it is very easy to miscalculate. It happens when it does, it is wildly frustrating. So keep that in mind. It works. It's easy to backfire though. But I wanted to mention that because he's so good at that and he's definitely a player phase unit. So he belongs in this group. All right, guys. So obviously you're not sitting here at my computer, but I have made this handy dandy chart. that looks at each of these units and compares them to Lysithia. And the thing is, most of these units stack up fairly well to her. And Lysithia is a Gen 5 unit versus these Gen 1 units. And these Gen 1 units are holding up. Again, the trick is, always go for min-maxed units. Whenever I see units with well-rounded stats, if I hear that, I run screaming. Like those are not the units I want any part of. They just, they don't work well in the long run. They get, they get old quick. The, the other thing I want you to take away from this is new skills can have huge effects on old units. Think of Raven with Spurn and how much that absolute, that took, that took a unit that had no business in AR defense and made it possible to take out Brave Edelgard, which is the premium tank right now. That's that's nuts, seriously. So that's the other thing here. When you're talking about refines, when you're talking about kits in general, it is more important to have synergy than it is to have seven different effects listed in your weapon. And that's, it's one of the things that highlights each of these units. They have a very clear purpose, like Sonya, very clearly being fit for IP teams, where she has the three cooldown, or the two cooldown charge. Fantastic, right? So, looking down at this list here, uh, if you're talking about putting out damage, Lysithia is at 106, comparable is... Lena at 97, and Sonya at 97. This is, if you're talking about taking out Brave Edelgard, these units do a fairly good job. If you're talking about survivability, 
you've got units in here that do a better job than her, but don't have quite the damage. If you're talking about gadgets, Lysithia wins hands down. But again, it's more about synergy. And if you're talking about cost, Lysithia is so much more expensive than all of these units that you could buy the kits for every one of these units and be just a hundred orbs over what it costs to build a single Lysithia. Take that in for a second because that is, that is the main point of this. Lysithia has better flexibility, but for individual roles, which is generally what you want a team member to perform, there are units that perform that same role cheaper and better. Are you going to make a video about Lelina soloing an abyssal map today? No. Are you going to make one about Lysithia? Probably. But it's going to cost you so, so much. And as, as a free-to-play player, you want to be focusing your orbs as much as you can on units that this game is designed around. There are, there are units that specifically let you cheat. Those are mythics and those are legendaries. To a lesser extent, those are harmonics. But you want to be going for those units, not your Lysithias. So just keep that in mind. I, I'm not here to tell you not to go for your favorite unit. If this is your favorite unit, by all means, go grab them. But if you are trying to budget for the future, <laughs> Take your one free one uh, free summon Lysithia and save your orbs for some of these better units. All right, guys, I'm tired of talking. So episodes that are up and coming. Deku has a calendar episode that he's promised in the next couple days. Ilya has one on Fallen Celica. He he recently built one and it is just performing fantastically. Check that episode out. There's something else that Ilya is doing that's supposed to be really special. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. A, whenever he doesn't sleep, which is often, he gets these crazy harebrained ideas. <laughs> I always like to see how they turn out. They're fun. Uh, the other thing that's coming up that I'm really excited about is the Mythic Hero reveal. I know that's two weeks away, but I, I want to see what this new Astro Mythic is, if it is even a Astro Mythic. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do so through our subreddit at r slash You can email the show directly at phaeology at gmail.com. If you'd like to chat, you can come join us on the research and development ser server or direct message us on Discord. Information in the show notes. Remember, you can send your voice messages through Anchor at anchor.fm slash slash message. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so through anchor.fm slash for as little as a dollar a month. Hope you have a wonderful day and schedule an appointment with your phaeologist real soon. Take care, guys.